All right, welcome back to another episode of the Black Bullion Show. Now, guys, life is a series of chaos and order, death and birth, creation and recreation. You see it in nature with natural forest fires killing off dense forests, you know, allowing for new growth. You see it in stars, they eventually explode or implode. And you should see it, you should see it in the natural credit cycle of an economy. In fact, we used to see the ebb and flow of an economy come naturally after its flow of credit. Now, you may have heard of the forgotten depression of 1920. Now, how did we get out of that mess? Well, President Warren G. Harding from 1920 to 1922 cut the national budget in half. They cut top marginal income tax rates and marginal income tax rates for all brackets. And, you know, without going further into debt, Harding actually cut the national debt uh, by one third, essentially. And in 18 months, America was back on track. So 100 years later, have we learned from the lessons of our forefathers? Well, find out shortly. But first, if you're new to this channel, please hit that big red subscribe button right down below. Also, please hit the like button. It helps to get this economic evangelism right on out there to the masses to bring more people into precious metals. Now, to answer that question of, did we learn from the past? Well, the answer is simply no. And in fact, Jim Rickers provides more detail here in his latest article entitled, Monetary and Fiscal Policy Won't Help. Uh, so at this debt burden point in US history, let's see what loose policies can do for us. So I'm gonna read this quick, um, <clears throat> this quick highlight here. And it goes, the idea that deficit spending can stimulate and otherwise stalled economy dates to John Maynard Keynes and his classic work, The Great Theory of Employment, Interest and Money from 1936. Keynes' idea was simple, was straightforward. He said that each dollar of government spending could produce more than one dollar of growth. When the government spent money or gave it away, the recipient would spend it on goods or services. Those providers of goods and services would in turn pay their wholesalers and suppliers. This would increase the velocity of money. Depending on the exact economic conditions, it might be possible to generate $1.30 of nominal GDP for each dollar of deficit spending. This was the famous Keynesian multiplier. To some extent, the deficit would pay for itself in increased output and increased tax revenues. Here's the problem. There is strong evidence that the Keynesian multiplier does not exist when debt levels are already too high. In fact, America and the world are inching closer to what economists Carmen Reinhart and Ken Rogoff 
described as an inter indeterminate yet real point where an ever-increasing debt burden triggers creditor revulsion, forcing a debtor nation into austerity, outright default, or sky-high interest rates. Reinhardt in Rogoff's research reveals that a 90% debt-to-GDP ratio or higher is not just more of the same debt stimulus. Rather, it's what physicists, physicists call a critical threshold. The first effect is the Keynesian multiplier falls below one. A dollar of debt and spending produces less than a dollar of growth. Creditors grow anxious while continuing to buy more debt in a vain hope that policymakers reverse course or growth spontaneously emerges to lower the ratio. This doesn't happen. Society is addicted to debt, and the addiction consumes the addict. The endpoint is a rapid collapse of confidence in U.S. debt and the U.S. dollar. This means higher interest rates to attract investor dollars to continue financing the deficits. Of course, higher interest rates means uh, larger deficits, which makes the debt situation worse. Or the Fed could monetize the debt. Yet, that's just another path to lost confidence. The result is another 20 years of slow growth. Austerity, financial repression, where interest rates are held below the rate of inflation to gradually extinguish the real value of debt, and an expanding wealth gap. The next two decades of U.S. growth would look like the last two decades in Japan. Not a collapse, just a slow, prolonged stagnation. This is the economic reality we are facing, and neither monetary policy nor fiscal policy will change that. So, if you thought our rate of GDP growth was low in the last decade, we've seen nothing yet, guys. So, let me know what you guys think about our current response to the crisis versus our response exactly 100 years ago. I'm referring to the Warren G. Harding story I, got, I told you guys earlier. Uh, let me know in the comment section below. Uh, thanks again for watching. Please hit that like button. Please subscribe. It's Black Bullion.